Um, today, I, I want to talk about reading the scriptures, how to read the Bible for our own spiritual kind of nourishment. Uh, and uh, like last week, uh, a lot of the structure and some of the notes, a lot of the notes actually, come from um, the Vineyard Institute Spiritual Formation Module, which I uh, studied uh, a number of months ago. And uh, so I'm indebted, and I'm highlighting Steve Sumrall, who was the veteran vineyard pastor who put uh, some of this, a lot of this together. And uh, so here we go. So reading the Bible is a spiritual practice. Like prayer, it's one of those things that we know we ought to do. And like prayer, we're just kind of sometimes left feeling inadequate. Have you ever felt like that? I, don't, I, just, don't read, I just don't read it enough. Like how much is enough? When's enough? And sometimes you pick up the scriptures and God just leaps off the page at you and you think, oh my goodness, this is incredible. And there's other times when you come to the scriptures and you're reading them and you're going, this is hard work. And you're just not quite sure how to begin to unpack it. And I'm sure there's many of you that feel that particular way. There are many ways to approach reading the Bible. In 2 Timothy, uh, it says this, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I think that there's a, this common misconception of, uh, for lots of people of, I just don't know how to read it. I'm just not intelligent enough. I just don't know how to handle it. I don't know how to this, that, the other. And we can look at other people and think, oh, God, that spiritual person there, they really know their Bible. They really know how to read it. Or if you've been to maybe uh, college and you've studied theology, oh, such and such, they know the Bible. And the truth is and the reality is that every single one of us can hear God speak to us through the Bible. And so we need to somehow just bypass that misconception that it's for the elite, it's for the super spiritual, it's for the intelligent amongst us. If I can read it, so can you. Past generations of people uh, have heard of the scriptures and have been taught the scriptures through oration through literally hearing it because of many, many generations that were simply illiterate and were unable to access the scriptures. But today we have all kinds of versions of the Bible. There's so many different translations. A number of years, it must be even 20 years ago now, I'm thinking, the message translation came out, completely revolutionized the scriptures. Many other different translations and continual translations being written and rewritten and modified and etc etc we have the amplified bible we have the study bible there are bible for women there are bible for men not that the words are kind of changed or anything but there's just whizzy little bits there for men and women there's a bible for the married there's bible for young people there's bible for children there's the picture bible the story bible 
most recently, it's meant to be really exciting, we haven't received a copy of it yet, apparently it's going to be in Santa's stocking for me, the infographic Bible has just been released, anyone seen that? No? One? Two? Three? Is it good? Have you got it? I haven't seen, I haven't got it yet. There's even, and I have a copy of this, I'll lend it to you, the Cockney Rhyming Slang Bible. Uh, you might need me to speak it to you to make it kind of sound like right, you know, but there you go. And then there's the version Bible. I hope that every single believer has that on your phone. The version Bible has the, the translation in many different languages and different texts and what have you. There are fantastic Bible plans which you can access. And if you find reading particularly difficult, you can do what I've done on a number of occasions and just simply hit the audio and you have someone read it to you. It's wonderful. There's been many a night when I have put the earphones in on the iPhone and I've just simply gone play and 12 chapters later I wake up, realize I've fallen asleep after the second chapter but I feel like I've read 12 chapters of the Bible. It's incredible. By the way, I mentioned last week, those of you who have the iPhone, um, about the screen time. Do you remember that? Yeah? What was, your, what was your report this morning? Sunday morning. I reckon they deliberately do it for Christians so that they feel guilty. The screen report comes up. If you haven't got Apple, you don't know what I'm talking about. So last week, I confessed that my average daily screen time was, I was shocked, and I know you're going to be shocked too, was one hour, 51 minutes. I couldn't believe that. I was disgusted at myself. So I'm proud to say that this week, my average screen time per day was one hour and 12 minutes. Is there a round of applause? No? And so I put that down to, I, I didn't play Panda Pop as much this week. Uh, so there we are. I want to look at two broad brushstrokes of how do we approach the scriptures. We can uh, approach them in a reading context uh, in two distinct kind of ways. One is by inform, informational reading or formational reading. Informational reading simply means that we read scripture. Uh, as we read scripture, we need to realize that we approach it through our own kind of set of lenses and we, we approach it through the way in which maybe we have been educated. We have this up already. This is going to make sense kind of as we talk things through. Um, the characteristics of reading simply is that we seek to cover as much as possible as quickly as possible. Uh, I attempted about three years ago the Bible in One Year app. And I tried and I got, you know, started in January and I did the little devotional bit and I read the various scriptures, etc., etc. And you know what? It worked for a certain time and it worked partly for my personality. Because I really like tasks and I really like goals and objectives. And there's something really lovely about hitting uh, the tick box when you've read it. Do you know what I mean? Those of you who've done that, oh, I feel good now that I've done my Bible reading for the day. And I found that when I got to about March in the Bible in one year, I just thought, what am I doing? I'm literally wading through the scriptures as quickly as I possibly can to tick a box and move on for the rest of my day. And I gave up. 
How many of us here, confession time, have tried a Bible plan like that and gave up? There we go, hands down. Now here's the say, I'm not saying that that doesn't work. For some people, that will work. And I'm not saying as well by reading those chapters, I didn't actually get anything from it or that I didn't draw closer to Jesus. I'm sure there were. But this form of reading, this informational reading can, and that's the slight danger with it, can become a little bit like that. I tried this year, I thought it would be a bit more manageable to do the New Testament in the year instead of the whole Bible. And I got to about June, and I was about 21 days behind, caught up during our summer holiday in July. I thought, happy days, I'm back on track. And then the wheels fell off again in August, and that's just that. I'm just being honest. For me, that that just didn't work. Reading informationally is linear. It seeks to master the text. It's analytical, it's critical, and judgmental. It's about trying to... uh, find, uh, trying to problem solve, trying to work out what the text is saying then when it was written and how does it apply to my life today. Whenever we, uh, anyone who teaches the Bible, Bible teaching, we read informationally speaking, seeking to understand the context of the text and being able to apply it in a way that is um, going to be beneficial for our lives. Informational reading is possibly how we began to read the Bible in the first place. I've said to, uh, before, I've shared this story. When I first became a Christian, um, I didn't know where to start. And I, so I started in Mark's Gospel, and over 30 days, with a reading plan, I read nearly half a chapter every single day for 30 days, and I really enjoyed ticking the boxes when I'd done them, and that really helped me in my personality. And at the end of it, I got to the end, and I thought, happy days, I've read the whole of Mark's gospel. And we read, and I'm reading these stories about Jesus. And, and in two ways, I was reading it in terms of this uh, beginning to understand what it was, but God was speaking to me through it as we read in that way. Little did I know how much more there was to the most unique book in the whole world, that it's made up of 66 different books. I had no idea because no one had told me that some of the books are poetry. They're songs. No one had told me that some of them are historic, documented books. No one had told me that some of them were just purely about the life of Jesus. Many of them were letters written to other people. Some of them were prophetic books. I had no understanding of this whatsoever. And I think that sometimes we can open the book and go, where do you begin? May I highlight this to you? If you would like to get a, just a real good Bible overview of what all the books are, is go onto YouTube and type in the whole Bible in a shed. It's by a friend of ours called Chris Lane, uh, who's in Manchester. And uh, he recorded in his garden shed uh, just really, really easy to understand overview of what the books of the Bible are and what they speak about. And they're really, really helpful, and you'll be able to engage with it really brilliantly. So I want to move on to uh, how to read the Bible formationally. And it's not to say that this is better 
than reading the scriptures informationally. It's just different. Eugene Peterson, who was the author, sadly passed away, didn't he, recently, was the author who put together, not the author, he didn't write the book, did he? That would be God-inspired. The, well, the translator, thank you, dear, said this, that one of the most neglected aspects in the lives of many Christians is reading the scriptures formatively, reading in order to live. And I remember years ago reading a book about Billy Graham and one of the things that he had reflected towards the end of his life. He obviously would have devoured the scriptures over many years of Bible teaching. And he said this, that he regretted not spending enough time in the scriptures for himself personally, for his own personal walk with Jesus characteristics of formational reading the object is not to cover as much as possible as quickly as possible it's about meeting God in the text it's not about getting lots of pages read it is allowing the text to open up to you its deeper meaning or layers of meaning you allow the text to master you not you trying to master the text we come with an openness to hear, to receive, and to respond to whatever the Spirit highlights through the words that we're actually reading. And I think you have that. That's just a little bit of a summary put together, just comparing the two types. The formational approach to reading is a practice that needs to be developed in our lives. And this type of reading take some preparation on our part to slow down and prepare our hearts. I want to briefly teach uh, a practice called, uh, I might pronounce this wrongly, so if I do, correct me later, Lectio Divina, is that correct? Who's ever heard of that? Just, I'm interested to know, just a few of us, great. Lectio Divina has its monastic roots that date back to the 6th century. It's been developed over many, many centuries. And the Catholic Church um, endorsed it in the 20th century for public reading and for, for people like us to have a go at doing it. And it's a really brilliant structural way of formational Bible reading. want to take us through it, and then we're going to have a go here and now at doing it, which I hope we're all going to be okay with. If you're not, I'm sorry. So there are six steps to this. And so you could picture yourselves being at home, the Bible's in front of you, you've chosen a particular Bible text to do this with. And the first bit is to ready ourselves. Have we got the next thing? Good. And that's about finding a place where you can be quiet and undisturbed. It's about choosing a brief, that's the key word, a brief passage of Scripture and to spend just a moment or two just quietening our hearts, just sitting still and preparing ourselves. We're readying ourselves to meet with God and to allow God to speak through his word to us. Inviting the Holy Spirit to illuminate what the word says. So the first part is readying ourselves. The second then is to read the text. And as we read, we read the passage slowly. 
letting your awareness rest on each word. And then to read it again, but this time you may read it out loud, but again reading it slowly. It's important as you read it to make it personal. You can insert your name into the words. Or if it refers to my or I, again, as you read over those words, you're making it personal. Listen to the still, small voice of God through the text. Be aware of any word or phrase as you read that catches your attention. Just be open to hearing God speak. That's reading. And then we spend some time reflecting. Taking some time, having read what it was. What was the word? What was the phrase that leapt off the page? What is the thing that God is drawing your attention to through the words? Beginning to chew on it, ponder it. Allow God to reveal things to you through it. Again, going back to the earlier words, not trying to master the text, but allowing the text or God to master you through it. Being aware of any emotions that arise through the words. And then take some time to respond So you've spent some time reflecting and meditating. Now comes the response. What does this mean for me? God, what are you saying to me? How are you leading me? You're asking these really helpful questions of the Lord. Ask God about things that you might not understand. And take some time to just sit and to listen to what. God might be saying to you through it and that's your response and then the next point is we rest we just simply rest in his presence having spent this time with him having heard from his word allowing this way of Bible reading to be foundational in our lives forming us from the inside and then lastly is to return throughout the day or maybe even over a number of days is just returning to the text coming back to that thing that God spoke to you about and your response to him in those moments